Being a parent can be really challenging. Child and Family Resource Network focuses on connecting pregnant parents and those with kids under the age of five with free support services to help them on their parenting journey. Everyone deserves someone they can turn to for help with parenting. Visit ChildAndFamilyResourceNetwork.org today. This show is part of the Head Stuff Podcast Network. Hello there, Sinistreamers. It's one of your hosts here, Andrea Farrell. I know that Trevor normally does the intros and outros, but I'm taking over today. Coming up on today's show, we're going to cover all things Titanic. It's 25 years old. Has it aged well? Let's find out. Welcome to the Sinistream Club. This maiden voyage of Titanic must make headlines. Mr. Ismay, I would prefer not to push the engines until they've been properly run in. I'm just a passenger. I leave it to your good offices to decide what's best. What a glorious end to your final crossing if we were to get into New York on Tuesday night and surprise them all. Make the morning papers. Retire with a bang, eh, EJ? Edwin Salmon, Andrea Farrell. Is it, is it my two city friends, my cinephile friends, my cinephile best friends? It's a citizen club! What's going on? Podcast guys? ahead! <laughs> Podcast straight ahead. <laughs> the internet is secure, it Captain. It, it will make the interference. It will make the trolls harder to yeah. see. My, my podcast. My podcast. My podcast. You are my podcast, and you will stay my podcast. Remember what I told you about the podcast, Rose. <laughs> There's not enough hosts. Yeah. Yeah. It's a fine podcast. It is the finest I've ever built. <laughs> But once we go over 12 minutes, it'll flow into another 12 minutes, and another 12 minutes. Just last <laughs> night, I was sleeping under a bridge, but now here I am podcasting with you <laughs> fine people. <laughs> yeah, yeah, much cleaner, better quote, Ed. Better reference. <laughs> yes, I win the references. Then me, then me talking about a, a 12th-tier character's vague <laughs> quote as he's referencing the schematic of the Titanic. Yeah. Uh, okay, if, if, if our Sinistream listeners haven't guessed... We're here to talk about Flubber, <laughs> the Robin Williams 90s hit about a nutty professor who likes Underrated to talk about elasticated... <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Walter Matthews' greatest hit, reimagined by the genie himself. Uh, no, we're, we're going to talk about Titanic. And, you know, as we kick off, we always say, what does the film mean to you? What does it mean to me? What does it mean to everybody? I, I'll give a little nugget into my little brain before, just to get the, the nuggets juiced up. I, uh Titanic for me, uh, before we recorded, we were, we were just asking each other what ages we all were. And I was 12 when the movie came out. And as a 12-year-old, and I don't know what age you guys were when you first ventured to the cinema by yourselves, i.e. without your parents, but I was 12. And Titanic was the first movie I got to go on my own to see with a friend where my I wasn't chaperoned by you know one of his parents or my parents nice or whatever. Nice date. So, hey, I was, hey, it was a big deal for me. And... Uh, <laughs> What made it a little bit sweeter was, you know, a little scene halfway through when I got to see some, uh, you know. Was some it movies. your was it your so, first experience of female nudity in a major motion picture? It was my first experience of um, witnessing female with nudity other people around you. Yeah, 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 You're like, do yeah, I do exactly, the same yeah, thing? Yeah. Do I? Yeah. <laughs> do I strategically yeah. place my yeah, jacket was, over my crotch? What's the what's the Yeah, yeah, well I had I had the popcorn trick that I've always talked about so I I, I could do the popcorn oh, yeah. trick. Um extra but my salty. friend Mark didn't like it. Yeah, extra salty, extra salty popcorn. 
I yeah, I, I went to see the Booby movie with my friend uh, Mark O'Brien, who 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 was uh, who was uh, you know still friends with. He's one of my best friends. He was the best man at my wedding. But uh, yeah, that was it. It was my first big uh, big big trip to the cinema just with a friend and not, no parents. And the other thing I remember, um, I just remembered it when you were singing uh, the Celine Dion song, uh, Ed, before we recorded. I I hit a bit of a buzz in 97 <laughs> when I started writing down the lyrics of songs and, like, you know, memorizing the lyrics and singing them in, on my own, whether in my bedroom or whenever I was out and about doing my thing. And the first time I wrote down the lyrics of a song was Men in Black. I <laughs> recorded it off the den and then paused and played and paused and played the tape until I got all the, the lyrics written down. And the second song I did it for it was My Heart Will Go On by Celine Dion. <laughs> what what an eclectic for me. taste you have. Well, yeah, like I, I, I grew up in a gentleman's family, you know, just me and my sister and my parents. And <laughs> I, uh, or, uh, or, uh, or uh, as, they, as they say in um, Venezuela, a, um, a farmer's dozen. <laughs> um, but um, yeah, I was a boy and a girl uh, in my house. And I suppose Men in Black was for the boys. So I said, hey, this one's for the girls. <laughs> so I, uh, I wrote down the lyrics of, of My Heart Will Go On and just kept them in a notepad and just hummed them to myself every now like and again. Like a little so archivist of North County Dublin. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I was, trying to, I was trying to just like, if a meteor was to hit Garriston, I just wanted to make sure that there was some sort of record of, uh, <laughs> of modern day culture <laughs> etched into a, <laughs> a, Sonic, the Con- a Sonic the Hedgehog <laughs> uh, notepad. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I, I memorize. I memorize. My heart will go on for whatever reason, and uh, but that's it. That's what it means to me. Um, I, I've 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 talked too much now. Um, Andrea, what about you? What, what what? Where does this movie bring you back? You were about eight. I think I, you were yeah, saying, I was so. like eight or nine. Um, and I saw yeah. it on my brother's confirmation day, which is my memory of going to see it. My brother was in a three-piece suit. There be no other reason than his was, confirmation. Was, but well, we, maybe he was one of Trevor's we, best men. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I I remember right because it was me, me and my mom, um, my dad and my brother and my my brother's sponsor, um, you know, because he was a twelve year old alcoholic. My brother's sponsor, which was I think my cousin Francis, but I'm not too sure. So we after a busy day of. Like, uh, counting cards, collecting money. You um, went to Vegas and you were counting cards. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like you know, like on your communion, your confirmation, you went around like because you your parents dressed you up like a gangster yeah. and a bride, <laughs> and you went from door to door of your relations, and they all gave you a yeah. card that had like a tenner or a twenty yeah. in it, and by the end of it, you have like about a big amount yeah. of money, and you know your mom would be guarding it, and we we always went to the cinema on those days. My mom just sat there clutching the handbag yeah. with the money. So that's we went to see <laughs> Titanic. So that's that's my first my my earliest memory of it. And I remember when we came out of the cinema, Declan, who you know, Trev, he came out oh, in I his know. in his three piece suit, and he just went. Well, I don't think any of us can ever say that that we're cold again. That's the coldest I've ever seen people before. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They were literally icicles by the end of it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And we went to see the Tom Crean play. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And I've been to the Arctic Tundra. 
yeah. What about you, Ed? Where does it? Uh, where did it bring? Uh, well, twenty-year-old Ed, thirty-five-year-old <laughs> Ed. What age were you back? It's been twenty-five years. <laughs> <laughs> but I can still hear the sticky floor of the cinema. <laughs> the popcorn had never been popped. The ship had never been sunk. Um, first off, this explains greatly. I was always very confused why at your wedding, uh, all of your best men and you got up and did a choreographed uh, dance to Men in Black. Exactly. Uh, and then changed the lyrics at the end to yeah. You Are the Woman in White. Yeah. <laughs> The and woman then I punched I'm the MC. marrying. And then you slapped the MC. He said, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Take Paula's name out your fucking mouth. <laughs> yeah. um, that's going to age well. Uh, yeah. <laughs> much like this movie. Yeah, I went to see this movie when I was 20. And I would have been a college dropout at that stage. Um, and Sounds I went. Kinky. I went. <laughs> yeah, I went with uh, someone sex starved. I went with. <laughs> I just had two weeks of isolation. I don't. <laughs> oh, yeah, okay. I'll it's take fair, anything. Fair enough. Yeah. I'm sorry for wearing this um, uh, glamorous hoodie. <laughs> I yeah went to see it with my girlfriend at the time, uh, Barbara, and we went to see it because you know it was like. Everyone was, you got to see this movie, the big movie. Like, for me, I was, like, disappointed that James Cameron was making what seemed to me like a sort of a romantic, old-fashioned kind of movie, which is not something I would normally be into. And my first viewing of it, I wasn't that into it until the ship started to sink. Mm. And then I kind of really started to... Uh, admire the craftsmanship and the special effects and all those things and I hadn't seen it in so long I was hoping that those things would stand up but the funny thing I do have such a clear memory of the end of the movie spoiler alert uh, but the ship sinks and the you know the very last scene where Rose is having her dream before she dies or she's died and she's in heaven whatever way you want to interpret it and they're all applauding their yeah. love on the stairs. And uh, Barb, she probably won't listen to this podcast. She probably won't mind me saying this. She was um, a little bit emotional. And like she laughed about it afterwards because it kind of got to her. But she like stood up <laughs> and she was crying in this kind of angry cry. And she was like, <laughs> yeah, that's the way it should be. Everyone celebrating their love except... <laughs> Instead of being bollocks, that's how it should have been. Oh God! And she was like really emotional. Yeah. And there were a few. I mean, there were a few other people crying. You know, there were tears in the in the cinema, yeah. which was full. Was your was it full when you guys saw it? No, when I went to see it, it was kind of like in the middle of the run. It was like summertime, so like yeah, I, I we were in the cinema with like twelve people, and I'm sure like. The, the 12 of them had probably seen it for the 50th time. It was like weird. Yeah. It was like, because yeah. that was the thing with Titanic, I found. Um, it was the repeat viewings. Yeah. And I, I remember kind of seeing the thing on BBC One when I was a kid, like when it was out. And there was like all these people saying, it was, it was, it was a BBC, I don't know if it was Blue Peter or if it was like the one show or something. And I was like, I was like, yeah, this is my seventh time seeing the movie. Because uh, 
Paul McCartney because <laughs> the Beatles went to see it several times uh, I but, bloody love watching that ship sink <laughs> yeah, bloody <laughs> Titanic <laughs> yeah. uh, but there was these there was a Liverpoolian couple or something and they were saying how it was like their 20 or 30 times seeing it and they were trying to apply to the Guinness um, to Guinnesses to get like the, the world record for most you know viewings of something in a cinema and they were keeping all their, their stubs for your consideration guys so what stood out here? I, I, I kind of like Ed. When you were talking about it, there you were saying the first part, of the first half of the movie was the romance, and that was grand. And then it kind of kicked up a gear when all the yeah. kind of the action started happening. And I had the mm. same memory of it as a kid. But when I was rewatching it, funnily enough, I actually loved—not loved—I enjoyed the first half of the movie. Mm. And then when it started sinking, I was kind of skipping it a bit, and I was kind of like looking at the phone and I wasn't as engaged. Like there was a couple of cool little bits and, but it's like the, it's like, it was like a horror movie where, you know, when mm. somebody's chasing somebody and you're like, don't go up the stairs, you know, or don't go into the closet because he'll get you. There's an out. iceberg in there. <laughs> yeah, there's an iceberg <laughs> in the stairs. Yeah. Run out into the garden or into the woods and just run. Um, but they always take the turn that you don't want, the stupid turn. And I felt yeah, they, yeah. They, all, they always kept going back into the water for whatever reason. It was like, just fucking, yeah, yeah. just stay up and get onto a boat and just, like, you know, do the smart thing. But for but for your consideration, I actually wouldn't have any of the stuff that happened after the iceberg hit. And the main part I have is just the the dinner scene. Like when they're when 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 Jack saves Rose's life and they invite him to dinner and he yeah. goes down and he does the whole thing about here I am, you know, the grandest ship of the world, drinking champagne with you fine people. That and then the scene that followed, you know, with the clock and then the the party scene, that kind of twenty minutes for me is like just real kind of classic 90s cinema gold it's just real like timeless yeah. just movie making and then everything else around it i think is kind of superfluous i don't think it's kind of just like fluff that happens around those two t- those, those couple of scenes so i really enjoyed watching those everything else i kind of could take or leave it yeah that's all i really had on my consideration and then sorry the, the only other thing was just around the movie was just for me it was the first time i, I was young i was only 12 so it was the first time I really, like I, I, I said to you as I wrote down the lyrics and my heart will go on, but I also bought the soundtrack and it was the first time I actually listened mm. to a movie soundtrack that wasn't like just like Will Smith rapping about shooting aliens or something. It was actually like a proper score <laughs> and I did listen to it and I actually enjoyed every song, but my heart will go on. I got, I got, set, I got, I got yeah. sick of that song and started listening to the Horner soundtrack. It's a great remember, score. It's really good. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then, and then I remember after that kind of, that kind of was the kind of the, the gateway drug and then I was like oh Gladiator and I listened to that soundtrack and then before oh, yeah. I knew it I was just hey I was an OST guy oh yeah because the score is almost a kind of a precursor to the kind of scores that we have now which is a mix yeah. it sounds like a mix of real instruments and real voices with kind of synthy stuff and yeah. almost like the kind, of, the kind of stuff that you'll hear you know Hans Zimmer does a, a much more extreme yeah. version of it yeah. But it kind of sounded like modern and old-fashioned at the same time, which I think made sense because you're kind of, you know, you start in the present day and then you go back and then yeah. you kind of dip in and out of uh, the present and then back yeah. to the past. But the score really held up for me, I thought. And I know I remember reading before that like James Horner, who had worked on Aliens with Cameron, and that was such a rushed production and he felt like he was like, had no time to do anything and yeah. they really butted heads over it and they kind of 
I sort of fell out a little bit, and then yeah. he didn't work with him for ten years. He was he wasn't asked to work with him, but he, when he found out that he was making Titanic, and he's a huge Titanic fanatic. Ah, and that's the thing. People seem to have this. Uh, maybe we'll touch on it later on. This weird fandom or obsession with a ship that didn't do its job um, <laughs> fundamentally failed in its primary task of staying afloat on the water but um, uh, yeah he, he contacted them and said look I really want to do the score I fucking love Titanic and yeah. I think I've got some big ideas about boats that I just dying to get onto an L song <laughs> yeah <laughs> and he just he just done Braveheart <laughs> and <laughs> <laughs> Cam- yeah, I just want all. Oh, I just yeah, want all horns. I've got a whole orchestra of boats that I'm going. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I've chewed. I'm always all recording the- myself splashing in the bathtub. Yeah. With loads of water sounds. Yeah, he just went crazy. Um, <laughs> yeah, because yeah. yeah. he probably won it. Yeah, I think he must have won one of the Oscars. One of the he won one of the Oscars. Oscars. Yeah, yeah. But you're right, the, James. Because uh, before him, it was this world of John Hammond and like Alan Silvestri and all these guys that were a kind of like classic Hollywood it's- score guys and, yeah. and like did I just say John Hammond or John Williams because I John Hammond yeah. <laughs> did I say yeah. John Hammond I thought you said John you Ham for a second and I said oh yeah John yeah, yeah. I, yeah John, John he kind of looks like so, him he does a bit yeah yeah he does, he does. yeah yeah so you got Williams and you got Sylvester but these kind of guys but you're right I never thought about that with uh with Horner it's it is that kind of prelude into that kind of synthy kind of like yeah pul- pulsating kind of songs that really 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 you can tell that he's like watching the fucking yeah the, the reels when he's writing the music it's really stitched into the into the cellulite but yeah no it's, it's a good um good observation uh, my second for your for your consideration back alley oscars which also is in cutting room floor is the special effects because yeah. they're they're great the bag. and sometimes they're not so great but when when they're great, and it's another example of stuff that David Fincher does a lot in his movies, which is kind of hidden special effects, where yeah. you're you're watching stuff and you don't realize, like in in Zodiac when they're driving on the highway and they drive past the gas station, your man doesn't stop, and you see the gas station just you know fly by mm. fly, fly by in a blur, and it's a CGI shop, you know, and like the the breath. The cold breath, uh, because they shot Titanic in Mexico, so it wasn't Mexico. cold. So all all their cold breath is CGI breath, which I didn't notice that. Like I kind of noticed it a little bit second time around because I knew it was, but the first yeah. time around, I just assumed it yeah. was. You know, oh, they shot it in a cold place. Not thinking, you know, that probably would have been too dangerous to shoot yeah. for like yeah, twelve yeah. hours. And they yeah. they CGI'd a lot of faces onto stunt doubles. Yeah. So there's this there's a scene where Rose is running through the water, like oh. beneath the ship, and it's you, you just think it's Kate Winslet running through a lot of water. Yeah. But yeah. that but that that shot was quite dangerous. So it was a stunt uh, double, and they put uh, Kate's face onto it, which is pretty cool. You yeah, because you don't notice it because I didn't yeah. know that until you just and, said it. And right James there. Cameron actually was naked, uh, getting his body painted, and they superimposed uh, Kate Winslet's breasts onto James Cameron's body, <laughs> and nobody, nobody, nobody's seen that uh, or noticed it. But James Cameron just really wanted to get his long out, his schlong out. <laughs> James Cameron was was the one in that in the nudie in the booby scene. It was James Cameron's hands. Yeah. 
Well, he don't, hey, mm-hmm. hey, James, I, I've only, I only saw one hand in the shot. Where was the other hand? Mm-hmm. Operating the camera, if you know <laughs> hey, what I mean. A bit of heavy like, machinery. Uh, cranking it. <laughs> the sketches weren't even that good for oh, like yeah. someone who's like who sounds like such a perfectionist. Oh, they're real like, transition year sketches, weren't they? Is yeah, it, it, like they're not great. I mean, yeah. was this just like, no, I, I want to be the one in the room <laughs> when like, I'll draw it. Yeah, Leo, yeah. Well, you yeah. go on your lunch break, you know? Like somebody say 20-year-old woman in the nude. <laughs> <laughs> yes, please. Well, I think, I think it's like... Dirty old fucking pervert. Because he can't... He can, um, he, you know, like he used to, when he worked for, for Roger Corman... He used to do mm. matte paintings, you know, the you know the kind of uh, painting on glass to put in the background, like really mm. kind of detailed stuff. Mm. He actually is a fucking amazing artist. I just thought it was like he was doing. I take it back. <laughs> no, but but he's doing he's doing s- sketches. I don't know if it was supposed to be in character or something, but yeah, okay, you know, because Jack is like a f- amateur artist. Because it kind of, I kind of laughed when she said, when she's looking, she's like. What are you? What are these doodles? And she's oh, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> she goes, oh, Jack, these are, yeah. these are great. Actually, like, actually these actually are exquisite, exquisite. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, she said that, and I just went, all right, hang on, love. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I love yeah. when when she's flicking through that book and she sees the tits for the first time, oh, and yeah. she just goes, well, 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 and <laughs> a big yeah, book yeah. of tits. Just when when I was watching that, I just said without even thinking, well, 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 who are these sluts? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then it, my favorite line, I think, of the whole film was when she she's like, oh, you obviously had a relationship with this woman, like a sexual one. He, he just goes, no, no, no. She yeah, uh, she had beautiful hands. She was a one legged prostitute. Yeah. Great sense of humor. And then she's like. Well, no man would have sex with a one-legged prostitute. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Story checks out. Yeah. <laughs> it's really but no, it, it does kind of bring me on to some of the cutting room floor stuff because some of her, some of all their dialogue is, like a lot of their dialogue is terrible. It's like they, some of the dialogue is like an afterthought to, to the movie, but when she was unpacking her stuff and she's unpacking all the paintings, there's this really, I, I hate these lines in movies where, they reference something famous, but like the characters that isn't famous yet. Yeah, mm. and it's like, who's the artist of these milady? Who's the artist of these photos, milady? It's whatever, yeah. whatever the stereotypical, like, yeah. you know, servant uh, accent is in these movies. <laughs> and she's like, oh, I don't know, something Picasso. Yeah, and then yeah. uh, and then Biddy's saying something Picasso would never amount to anything. Uh, me and Rose of different uh, classifications of fine art. Uh, no offense, yeah. like, like it's just. All of Zane's lines and all of Rose's lines in and, these yeah. scenes are. And when he and when he says, uh, he says a video game about an Italian plumber who eats mushrooms <laughs> to get big. Yeah. It'll amount yeah. to nothing. It'll amount to nothing. Mark yeah, yeah. my words. A crazy yeah. Japanese man is out to nothing. Yeah, <laughs> a large iceberg that we're directly sailing towards. That'll amount to nothing. Nothing will happen. I'm sure it'll be fine if this ship is unsinkable. <laughs> His last breaths. Uh, uh, but yeah, like so. The, uh, um, if we are tiptoeing into the cutting room floor i i have that i've kind of the script in general um i've got the whole I've, script. I've, yeah the whole <laughs> script i've got some of the so there's a weird scene at the start that really bugs me and it bugged me when i was in the cinema even as a 12 year old i remember being weirded by it do you know the guy the nerdy kind of guy that's um he, he helps out uh oh, what's your man that died there a couple of years ago um bill paxton bill paxton his, Bill Paxton's like little Brock. Beard, 
the guy he is Brock, the guy with the beard, and he's he's actually I think he's got like, he's wearing like a Watchmen T-shirt. Um, yeah, he's, yeah, he's, I only noticed yeah. that that time this time around watching it that it was a Watchmen mm. T-shirt. I but, wouldn't know what Watchmen was in 1997. No, exactly. Yeah, 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 which is kind of a kind of a nice little reference at the you know 97. I know it's an 80s comic, but still, mm. it was kind of like I wonder how did that make it in, but. He's talking to Old Rose, and he just shows her this computer-generated simulation of how the Titanic sunk. Yeah, and he's and like, it's like "Why are you slam? Yeah. It comes in, slam. wow, yeah. waka waka, and yeah. then it goes yeah. down like a whore on Christmas Eve." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah like Michael Bay describing like an action sequence yeah. or something. It's like, why would you do? Why would you do that? It's like she's she's near death. Like she's like she's it like she's there's no need for it. Just get to just all they want to do, and I and I don't fully. I don't really fully get why they why why they flew her out for the stuff. Like they could have just had a conversation on the phone. Like, what yeah. are they getting out of it? What are they? Are they trying to find out what room the the, the chain is in? Or I just don't. It, it's just a bit that that whole prelude into the story is a bit fluffy for me. And well, I, I kind of, <clears throat> I, th- I think. I mean, well, obviously, visually, it wouldn't work if she's just on the end of a phone for the whole Yeah, thing. but why can't they just start with the story? Do we like? Do we need the whole like well, uh, present yeah, day shite? Yeah, her her being having the ship b- being mansplained about how the ship sank when she was yeah. on the fucking ship that sank. Yeah, yeah. If anything, yeah. she should be telling him what the fuck happened. Exactly. Uh, yeah, exactly. Because yeah. it, it seemed yeah. kind of pointless for her. it's like you know talking to a World War Two veteran about fucking the D Day landing. D Day. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. you know what yeah. I mean. Yeah, this is exactly what happened to your plane, and it went from here to here to. And it's like, yeah, yeah I like if there was a scene at the start of Saving Private Ryan where there's like an old war veteran, and yeah. some nerdy guy goes, you know, so then the Germans came over the top, going hard Hitler, and they bow, 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 yeah, rapid fire, yeah, yeah, yeah. Captain well, that, that guy, uh, I don't even know what his character is called, but in my notes here, I just have the guy controlling the Snoop Vision diver. I hate his pervy little lips. Like <laughs> yeah. when he's like going in for a deep dive, he keeps like like what oh, he's yeah, doing yeah. with his mouth is. I just found it re- like revolting, and yeah. he just was. He was just like this obnoxious character that wasn't really necessary yeah yeah he he, he's a cliched kind of character it's like yeah yeah he it's is. like the it's the, the set rogan type character that yeah. you gotta fill that void it's like in a few F- philip seymour mm. hoffman in twister you know yeah that the irreverent kind of, oh yeah uh like you know pop culture reference t-shirt guy that yeah. has quips you know yeah uh yeah and, I, I and just, poor social yeah. skills yeah 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 he's jack black in fucking uh what's that movie uh High fidelity, but Jack Black actually did a pretty good job at that character in that movie. Yes, That's, you know, yeah, um, yeah, poor man's version of that. Yeah, like I, I've that on the cutting room floor. I've got like CGI Titanic. I've got the spinning off the boat scene. I just don't. I, I forgot about that, and I'm like, what? Like, oh, yeah. it's not funny enough for spinning to be, off the boat scene when uh, when he's like, you know, uh, I'm going to teach you how yeah. to ride a horse like a man, and he's like, and spit like a man, and then it's like they, he's like, you got to hock it up and you got to spit it out and you got to. Yeah. Sp- and then her mom comes and Kathy Bates comes and they're talking about inviting him to dinner and he's got like a bit of a gollier down his chin. But I, I did love when she when she did it towards the end of the film when your man just wasn't listening. She just, yeah. That was improvised. She, oh, she just hated working with the actor. <laughs> no, no, no. She, she spat uh, him. When he went to grab her, um, she was meant to either slap him on the face or push him away. And she said, fuck it. And they did it so many times. 
they could feel themselves getting kind of losing energy. So just with the crack, she spat in his face and it worked. So they did it again. They didn't get it right the first time, so they shot it again or something like that. I thought that was just good it, writing. It's right in her, his eye. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought it was well, just Cameron setting setting up the, I teach you how to spit, and then she spits in his face. That's I, what I thought. Yeah, yeah. It just seemed, no, no, it, okay. it was, that, it was Winslet brought that to the script. It Good wasn't girl, there. Because Trev, yeah. you, you, did, you did mention the script as being bad, something you'd leave on the cutting room floor. But yeah. I did make a note of some of the times. Now, I actually didn't make a note of when the iceberg hits but I think it's roughly halfway through the movie. Yeah, uh, it's about ninety or or so minutes in. But the first time we see Leo's eyes when he's at the, you know, playing poker, mm. is fifteen minutes in. And then when the Titanic appears in all its former glory in the past, obviously we see it in, in the beginning as a sunken wreck. Yeah, um, the real ship. It's twenty minutes in. Which is a nice, you know, that's a, I think for me that's a sign of a good screenplay. Yeah. Well, like for a three hour movie to introduce yeah. your or, main Or a good character. editor. <laughs> or a good editor, yeah. Well, maybe, yeah. There was, Con- I mean, obviously. Conrad Buff. The, there, was, yeah. there, was, there was more shot. I know there is some, you probably got it in your, in your research. There's a couple of deleted scenes, but not that many, actually. No, no. Did, did you see the whole thing about. Like if you cut out the present day scenes and just time the nineteen twelve scenes, yeah, it's that's that's one hundred and sixty minutes, which is the amount of time it took the Titanic to sink. Oh. So, so that's that's cool. That's a cool little Trev's trivia there for you. Um, but again, again, yeah. did he plan that? Did he plan it, or was it just a nice happy coincidence by the editor? You know, when they hmm. kind of a, a retrospective kind of cool thing. The 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 last thing I had on the <clears throat> cutting room floor. Is his friend uh, Leo's friend, the Italian guy? I'm his gonna accent. go to America. I gotta go to America. Happy yeah. to be yeah. in America. Got to go on the boat to America. Yeah. When, yeah. That, when he came on, I wrote down Super Mario Brothers origin spinoff. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Question mark. Yeah. He did die, didn't he? He died. He he died horribly. He was Wonder, crushed. Like he was crushed by by one of the chimneys. Oh no. Oh yeah! At the end of yeah. it, it's like clearly a shot of him, the camera from the POV of the thing that's going to crush him. Yeah. It's like, I'm not going to die. Yeah. <laughs> I'm when the chimney see went over him, did it make that sound? Yeah, yeah. He went to fight the big boss in this guy. <laughs> in this guy. Uh, anything else for the cutting room floor from you guys? I think uh, you know when she lands to the to the ship, old Rose. And uh, maybe it's a bit of a mirror to what happens in 1912 or whatever. Like she, she comes with a lot of stuff. Yes. Like how long is she planning oh, yeah. on staying on the boat? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like she arrives by helicopter yeah. with all the trunks and all the stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I actually, like yeah, she's like I, this is what I this is no this is what I normally bring. Yeah, on yeah. A, on, if if on I my... die tonight, I want a nice panning shot of all my photos. So uh... yeah, the, the, <laughs> that like the photos, I I didn't notice that until I watched it again. And does it like do you bring all your photographs on your holidays? Like all of your photographs? Uh, I do on my iPhone. <laughs> well, I mean, I wrote I wrote that down because I I never really even thought about it before but i was like yeah does it yeah, yeah. You, the, 
Is it the big nerdy pop culture T-shirt guy who goes like, what's, you know, how many suitcases are there? She brought so much stuff. And yeah. I thought yeah. maybe she, because she's like 174, she has to bring, and she may die at any minute, she has to bring everything she owns with her at all times. Yeah. So she could yeah. be surrounded by it all if she passes yeah. away, which is quite likely. Yeah, yeah. Hello, I'm Joe Rooney. And I'm Patrick McDonald. And we have a show called Talking Ted, which is a show about the memories, stories and insights into what has made Father Ted the egg sandwich of Irish TV shows. Yeah, we'll be talking through all the episodes and interviewing people who are on the show. And uh, reminiscing. I think we'll reminisce quite a lot. There's a lot of reminiscing. Yeah. I remember that time, but not so much this time. Yeah. yeah, I remember back in the old days, we used to reminisce a lot as well. You can find Talking Ted on the platform that you're listening to now because we are a podcast just like this podcast. So don't forget to uh, look us up. It's absolutely brilliant and it's out now. So listen. Did, did you notice in the, in, the, in the scene at the end when they were panning over all the photos, I, 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 I only noticed it for the first time watching it this time around. It shows Rose on a horse and she's sitting yeah. on the horse properly. Not properly, but just like, you know, one leg oh, on each yeah. side. Yeah, yeah. Which is a callback to the movie where it's like, yeah. ride a That's horse nice. like a man. Which is kind of cool. Let, Stand let's beside a plane like a man. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Although yeah. I did think it was weird that there was only photos of herself. Yeah. I, I didn't, she never see, I didn't see any... Because she obviously had... Because she says, I never spoke about him to anyone. Not even your yeah. grand, not even your grandfather. She yeah. says to her granddaughter, and yeah. so she was obviously married, and had at least one child. But there's like no pictures of her kids or no pictures of her husband. Yeah. <laughs> Just yeah. pictures of herself and all her adventures from the last hundred yeah, years. Yeah, and she married, and she married obviously, and had all yeah. these kids. And yet, when she dies, she goes to her favorite place, which is a man she had a one night stand with. You know, eighty years yeah. ago, her true, her true love, I suppose. Her true love, yeah, yeah. I did kind of, even though I didn't really enjoy the movie this time around watching it, I did kind of get weirdly emotional. Um, <laughs> at the I clap, my eyes out. At the end, when they all, all the all the ghosts, they clap, you know, when they kiss yeah. at the clock yeah. at the yeah. end. It, it, it's real cheesy. It's very, like, glitzy, 90s cheesy Hollywood, but it, it does strike a bit of a chord when you're watching it, I think. Yeah, I think, I mean, because obviously... We know now, 25 years later, you know, like Leo and Kate are really good friends. Yeah. And, you know, there was nice images. When, like when she won her Oscar, uh, there's like shots of Leo in the crowd looking, you know, super proud and happy for her yeah. and emotional. Yeah. And the same when he won his Oscar with her. Yeah. So they have True. they have a nice chemistry. And I think I know when I did hear a story of when he auditioned with her, she said to James Cameron, well, like, even if you don't pick me for this, pick him. Yeah. Because, uh, yeah, you know, because right. he's great or whatever. Yeah. But is their, is their relationship <clears throat> believable, you know, or is it just, because I was watching it this time around going, is it like lust being confused for love because she's in this shitty situation in this arranged marriage, pretty yeah. much with this, uh, what did she call him? You absolute bastard or something. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> you magnificent, magnificent, you magnificent bastard, and I, unimaginable uh, bastard. That's what she unimaginable said. bastard. Yeah, and and he's just like a kind of a, you know, a flirty artist that likes to write. He likes to draw yeah. boobies. So he he's <laughs> he's the complete opposite of everything that she's been forced into. So she, yeah. is she attracted to Leo's? Is she attracted to Jack, or is she attracted to the idea the, of Jack? Yeah, is yeah, he the bitter the, rough? Is he the escape from her life? So, and they're in this yeah. like, extre- then they're in this extreme situation after they fucked in a car, <laughs> in a car on a boat, which is like whatever the Mile High Club is. I don't know what that would be called. Yeah. The beep beep floaty club. <laughs> <laughs> the beep beep floaty club is that what you call it? But I don't like. Do you, na- what, what do you guys think? The miles. Is it a like like Dre? You you would have been like eight or something when it was when you saw it for the first time. Yeah, eight or nine. So you probably thought it was real love. Like I know my uh, girlfriend at the time completely bought the whole uh, romance, but I, I don't know. It seems a bit kind of. Like, if he hadn't died, I don't know if they would have stayed together, is all I'm saying. Yeah. Well, especially yeah. given that his job is to draw boobies, um, it, that could have caused a bit of friction in the relationship. You know? Yeah, yeah. A lot of boobies in New York to draw. Was it a job or a hobby? Well, if, even worse if it's a hobby, because he's just, <laughs> it's like, you know. Yeah, because he's, ske- he's, sketching, he's sketching like a dad and and his son or something. Uh, when he's on the deck, and he's yeah. not trying to sell the picture to them or anything, he's not doing commissions. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Like imagine like, walking around 1912, like anywhere with a, a notepad full of tits. <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> like <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's like that, that's 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 probably the modern day equivalent of going around with like a a dirty hard drive Pen in your house. pocket. Yeah, or like, uh, or not closing out of your tabs on your phone. Uh, before you, you you give someone your phone to check the cinema times. Yeah. Uh, you know. Oh, shit, <laughs> I wasn't in the Very Cognito. specific. Yeah. Well, hey, These are exquisite hey, hey. tits. I think, he probably, <laughs> yeah. I think he probably would have failed as an artist and ended up as like a courtroom sketch artist. I think that's about yeah. Yeah. the height yeah. of his talent. Is, yeah. You know, if, yeah. if he lived. He's no, he's no, he was no Picasso. Um, fa- fav- <laughs> the tits quotes. are in the right place. <laughs> yeah. Favorite quotes, uh, I've got the, uh, I'm the king of the boat. And um, <laughs> what else do I have? Bill Paxton, when, he, when he's being interviewed about <laughs> finding the heart of the ocean on TV, I only know it was this time around where he says, uh, every, he, like, he, he's kind of in the, she's doing her pottery or whatever the fuck she's doing in the house, old Rose. And she's like, oh, turn that, turn the TV up. And Bill Paxton is just talking to the reporter and he's like, uh, you know, everybody knows about the band playing at the end when it's sinking and all this, but nobody knows about the heart of the ocean. And it's like, does everyone know about the band playing at the end of it? Like, is that a story that's famous? Like, it's famous because of the movie. But like, in 1997, is that a famous thing that happened? Like, I don't think so. But I just, how he delivered it so casually. um, I just, I I just like Bill Paxton. He's just a, a fucking cool guy. So I liked how he delivered some of his lines. Um, and I do like the yeah. line when Billy Zane is annoyed. So when Rose nearly kills herself and Jack saves her, and then Billy Zane comes and he's like, you know, I think everything's in order here. Um, he, the, the boy's a hero. And the uh, Rose goes, what about the boy? And Billy Zane goes, oh, yeah, I think a 20 should do it. And she's like, you know, is that the price of my love? Uh, whatever his name is. And he does this really good line where he's like, 
Ooh, Rose is displeased. What to do? What to do? <laughs> what to do? And I, I've, I've used that a few times on Paula if I've like fucked up the washing of the dishes or not stacked the dishwasher properly. Ooh, Paula is displeased. What to do? It's just like, it's, 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 like so it's like his inner monologue broke. Yeah, momentarily yeah, yeah. or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I and it's just only Billy Zane could kind of deliver it that way. Um, yeah, is he, it his bit? Is it his best film? Is that his, is that Billy Zane's biggest moment? Yeah, he was in The Phantom, which was a failed comic book movie. He was yeah. like 20-odd years too early. Even I mean, it was terrible. I don't know. Either this or his brief cameo in Zoolander. Zoolander. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think Titanic and his little cameo in Zoolander. And he was, he was kind of funny in Zoolander. He kind of played that kind of cheesy heartthrob kind of Hollywood washout yeah. persona pretty pretty well <laughs> but like um, no he hasn't because like this is not this is not Leo or Kate Winslet's biggest film really I yeah. mean just because they've had Oscar winning careers after yeah. this but yeah. for yeah for Billy Zane definitely because he is like he's very very cartoonish um, he is yeah yeah you know and the fact that he's trying to sh- kill kill them he's firing a gun at them isn't he's he, firing the a gun at them when while the boat is sinking yeah and they're all potentially going to die anyway um, yeah but of course he gets away don't waste your bullets bro you're going to be <laughs> needing <laughs> them to kill those sharks you're going to be needing <laughs> yeah. one of them to kill yourself uh later yeah. on when the stock market crashes uh <laughs> yeah. there's yeah. there's two there's two quotes i like kind of from uh early on in the movie where um he, Brock is being interviewed. He's a famous treasure hunter because that's the thing back in 1997. Yeah. And you want to uh, interview him, says they're calling you a grave robber. And he says, no one said that about uh, uh, the people who uh, yeah. found King King uh, Tut's tomb. And I was just thinking, yeah, they were literally robbing his they're, grave. Yeah, they literally, yeah, yeah, yeah. But then and <laughs> yeah. th- this could be, this could be, uh, this actually supports your bad script uh, hypotheses, uh, Trevor. At the beginning of the movie, and they're showing um, uh, Rose is looking at the Titanic now footage, the wreckage or whatever, yeah. and the, the drone is going through her old bedroom, and she sees the bed, uh, which is her uh, fiancé's bed. What, what, was his, what, was, oh, yeah. what was his character's name, Billy Zane's character? Oh, my goodness. Unimaginable um, Bastard. Yeah. Um but yeah. she says uh she says, quote, That's his bed. That's where the son of a bitch slept. <laughs> and I thought, yeah, oh, yeah, that's how bed works. You know, yeah. that's, <laughs> that's what a bed is. It's like yeah. that's his bed. He slept in that chair, you know, like <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> such yeah, a, yeah. Such a yeah. silly line. Yeah. Um yeah. But but apart the, from that, yeah. yeah, I mean I'm the king of the boat. Um yeah. is a good one. Yeah, my favorite is uh, it comes from you know the 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 Irish lad. Yeah. Oh yeah. He, yeah. he just like Tommy Ryan, right? And he just reminded me of the Irish guy in Harry Potter, who also has all the one-liners, and it's yeah. just a bit of a yeah. ah, sure, potato, potato, potato. Ah, yeah, but yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, but I love um, when oh, so it's I think it's the first time we meet him, and you kind of overhear a conversation he's having with the. With the Italian guy. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's yeah. like, it's an Irish ship. It was built in Ireland. 
15,000 Irishmen built this ship. Yeah. Solid as a rock. Big yeah. Irish hands. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> big Irish hands. Big, yeah. Yeah, yeah, big yeah. Irish hands. Yeah. And then it, he's got a funny line when he's at the end when it's sinking and he runs through the lads. He's running down the, the, the stern or whatever and the, the lads are playing the, 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 uh, their, their, their fiddles. And he's like, God, music to die. Now you know you're in first class. I'm like, what? Yeah, he's the Colomini yeah. of, uh, of Titanic. He, he's, <laughs> it's got... Because <laughs> yeah, yeah. there's a Colomini of drowning. Room. Yeah, yeah. He actually, it's like, it's like he's just, that was his spec. It's like, just, just watch the snapper and be him and, you know, be fucking uh, rabbit in uh, Jimmy Rabbit. In, uh, or not Jimmy Rabbit, Jimmy Rabbit's da in Titanic. Because there's another line when Jack is looking at Rose and he goes... Do you like her? You may as well have angels flying out of your arse as getting with her, huh? What? Yeah. I'm like, what? <laughs> but yeah, no, that's um, and I do, and um, hey, as a as a young ginger, pale, you know, Irish kid, I felt representation. I I saw him. I'm like, hey, I see you, I see you, <laughs> my guy. Yeah, uh, I I've, <laughs> I felt representation uh, this time round uh, from the captain of the ship. <laughs> yeah. Who then went on to lead the charge at Helm's Deep? Yeah, yeah. but um, <laughs> yeah. made the horn of Helm's Deep raw. Do you, the fuck the do you know who was originally supposed to play the captain of the ship? I found this out when I did. I did a little bit of light research. Okay. Tom Hanks. No, that would, but that would be my vote. You think Tom Hanks would be a good pick for? Um, I. Th- I think at I think the time the, he mightn't have been as old yeah. uh, for the role, but I think he yeah. would make a good captain. He'd be like, I'm the captain He's captained, now. Yeah, he's captained, <laughs> he's captained a ship into space. Yeah. He's captained uh, a cargo a ship, ship across the sea. Okay, yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. all of them were had Did bad, no bad, bad endings. Jobs, yeah. he's, so it's, yeah. he's <laughs> could have been three airplanes. for three. Could have been three for three uh, yeah. bad captain. Four for four. Oh, yeah, Sully. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Jesus, oh, yeah. yeah. Maybe that would have been too yeah. much of a of a giveaway if people saw Tom Hanks and they'd be like, oh, this is going to go badly. Yeah, <laughs> Idiots who don't know anything about history. Do you know who I think he could have played, Dre? He could have played uh, Brock. He could have played the Bill Paxton role. Modern, oh, modern yes. day. Maybe, yeah. 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 I thought it would be or the guy who built the Titanic. The, it would have been too small of a part. But the... The architect that, guy or the boat. The, the role, boat the, the Bill Paxton role, actually, that would be perfect because that's kind of like how he's he was acting when he was making like Saving Private Ryan and Band of Brothers. Yeah. Like he, because that kind of is James Cameron. I know he's looking for the necklace and all this, yeah. but he's like, he's the expert and he's, he's the, he's the. He's got a cool earring. The, the fan yeah. slash expert who's yeah. now working on his dream project. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I, I, I don't think he could put him in any other role. I was thinking, watching it, the guy who is supposed to be from Belfast, who designed the ship, and yeah, thank that you, thank you, Rose. He go, we like to do with you. I like to talk like this. It's, it's he, a weird, whispery, creepy accent, hasn't he? Remember what I said about the the boats, Rose? And then he, yes. and then he, like. Yeah. When, he, when he's Run. when he's correcting the clock and puts it on the mantelpiece, yeah, and it and it falls off and all all that kind of stuff, I thought yeah. it was a bit, a bit kind of hokey and old oldy oldy fashioned. Yeah, it's you, a, yeah, yeah. You know that. You, so, I've I've probably told you before about 
certain things that my mom says when she sees things on the screen. So like whenever the Twin Towers, (laughs) you know, an old episode of Friends might come on and they show a wide shot of the city and you see the Twin Towers. And my mom always goes, ah, the Twin Towers. (laughs) And whenever we're watching a film where a boat is going to sink or whatever, and whenever this scene is on Titanic, she always goes, ah, the captain always goes down with the ship. Every time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As the ancient uh, pharaohs always said, the captain uh, always yeah. goes down with the ship. That that yeah. that is one of the contentious things about it. Is that I'd be the first off. That's your privilege. It's the, like, hey, I'm captain, bitch. Uh, you'd be like that guy who was a uh, captain of that cruise ship. Where he fucked off first and left <laughs> yeah, yeah, everyone yeah, else yeah. to fend for themselves. <laughs> no, no, but <laughs> yeah, yeah. <clears throat> I, like I, I know it's a thing. I'm putting cap- this thing on autopilot. <laughs> <laughs> that the captain goes down with the ship, but just from from the Titanic perspective, they don't actually know what happened to the captain. Whether he did, yeah, try and get off, or he did. You know, it's obviously much more romantic that he goes yeah. in and gets pelted with a bunch of water by James Cameron. But yeah, uh, yeah, I mean, yeah. look, that that's not the most contentious thing. You know, there there was the thing that happened in the immediate aftermath of the movie being a big success. Um, mm. It just wasn't kind of reported because the internet was just in its infancy. That one of you know the scene where one of the first mates or one of the people on the Titanic is like, "Get, get back, get back! I'll shoot you oh, like yeah. a dog." Yeah, shoot and then like a dog. He shoots someone and then shoots himself in the head. Oh yeah, and that was a real person who never did that. Who in fact gave his life jacket away, uh, helped people on the boat, and died, drowned. But James Cameron uh, had him and his family complained and said, you're making our uh, great uncle or whatever it was out to be a a coward and someone who killed themselves. And I think uh, what happened is uh, 20th Century Fox went around to their house and slapped them in the face. No, I think uh, (laughs) they, they gave like a fucking like a thousand dollars to a charity of their choosing in his name, even though they'd made a billion point. A lifetime membership to to Jelly of the Month Club. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Here are two free vouchers. Yeah. Um, Two vouchers to the Titanic Museum in Belfast. Not to be used concurrently. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah, exactly. Non-refundable vouchers. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So there is a bit, like, there's that kind of thing of, because the two main characters are not real people. Yeah. I I don't know whether he felt that he had kind of license to go, because... Yeah, an augment history. He gave, he gave, but weirdly enough, it does make sense because he gave every extra a name and backstory because there was names and backstories for every person mm. on the boat and some of the dialogue between like the the scene where your man's like you know maybe we could go a little bit uh, faster and get into what we'd make the headlines if we got in a day early into new york that was like over overheard by a passenger who survived and then told really afterwards no way and the person yeah. in that scene the person playing that that person with a name who who survived is sitting in the table behind them and Cameron was like yeah. now when they're talking you be kind of like 
move your head a little bit as if you're eavesdropping and whatever. Yeah. So to have all that attention yeah. to factual and detail. pull a face that says, I'm going to tell this story in 70 years. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> They're gonna, Can you look like that, please? I'm yeah, going to dine out on this story for the rest of my <laughs> life. <laughs> yeah, But yeah. It, it's just weird that he did, he went to all that trouble and then was like, oh, we'll yeah. just have this lad shoot someone and shoot himself in the head, even though it didn't happen just because it's dramatic. You know, yeah. it's just, I, I just, it was weird. I, I thought that was weird. But I always find that funny with these kind of movies where they receive, they research things to an inch of their lives. And like that then, it's like, they'd be like, yeah, we're going to change his name to Peter. And yeah. he's going yeah, to um, yeah. be a psycho killer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Um, any Anything else for like favorite quotes? Uh, or are we guys in a position where we can buckle down and get into Trev's trivia? What are we thinking Ooh. here? Couple, a couple of things. Uh, so we, look, we've already talked about some of it. One of the one of the nice ones I thought was the elderly couple seen hugging on the bed when the water floods around them. Yeah, yeah. They were that supposed was... to be full on fucking in the nude. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> they yeah. In, him. <laughs> the, yeah, in the, the two skeletons were found, and the, his willy was actually um, up, anyway frozen inside of her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah his own personal um, iceberg yeah but no that was a real couple and they were actually the owners of macy's department store oh. and yeah they were so the girl the woman was offered a seat on the lifeboat but she refused because her husband wasn't um you know oh. offered a offered a place on the on the life on the lifeboat and she said, as we have lived together, we shall die together. And they said they'd go back to their room and they'd get into bed and they'd just go asleep. Oh, um, so that's, that, that's actually, yeah, that's true. And the line, apparently, she turned to her husband and a witness heard her say to her husband, where you go, I go. Isn't that lovely? That's nice. Aww. Yeah. Uh, here's a weird Tread, one, right? Sad trivia. The, sad trivia. You, you, were, you were kind of saying... Um, the musicians was that a known thing yeah. i think because i i i saw the a night to remember when i was ver- when i oh, was yeah. a kid yeah yeah and it it has the same scene like mm. with the musicians and my mom mm. i remember that another line that my mom would would <laughs> say while watching the film yeah and they played until every last person sank <laughs> including yeah. themselves you know? they the last the last person who died all he could hear was a violin playing. Yeah. And that's a fact. A <laughs> yeah. But, Dre's trivia. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Although, the, although they didn't play uh, like sad kind of. Nah, nah, nah. They played like. Dude, little, 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 little. Yeah. Jazz. Yeah. They yeah. played like kind of upbeat. Yeah, a bit of Mozart, yeah. Marge, Marge Figaro kind of stuff. Yeah. They should have played the James Horner soundtrack. That would have been a nice little time. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the, uh, speaking of. Like, you know, inaccuracies and ulti- ultimate mega accuracies. So this is an example of the other, the latter. James Cameron, the scene at the end when Rose looks up at the um, at the sky, she has um, the heart of the ocean in her pocket and she looks up and she's entering New York and she looks up and she sees all the stars. <laughs> the uh, James Cameron got uh, researched via the... Uh, Perennial Observatory, it's some fucking uh, whatever <laughs> telescope with, with data. And he basically... Trev, we're all aware of what the perennial... We're all aware of that place. But he, he worked out what the sky would have looked like at at 4.30 a.m. in the morning no, uh, over the North Atlantic to see what the Milky Way would have looked like. And that's what he projected <laughs> on the screen. So when she looked up... Sorry, it, I, I'm correcting myself. It wasn't when she was in New York. It was when she looked up when Jack died. She looked up at the, at the sky. And that Milky Way was what it would have looked like back then. 
he actually figured out what it would have looked like based on whatever fucking star records or whatever that like he he can't he can't like he has a guy a hero shoot himself just because he wants to make a little villain and yet he goes to the nth degree of research to fucking figure out what the sky looked like at a certain time in the morning it's it's crazy didn't he he change it in one scene as well are you going to say that now as well did he change what the sky yeah, your man, uh, you know that American uh, space expert dude, Neil deGrasse Tyson. Tyson? Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He got onto yeah. he he got onto Cameron saying that there was a shot where the sky wasn't correct, and he went and yeah. changed it for some some re-release. No, but way. still, I didn't but know. still, I, I didn't see that. but still didn't take the um, guy shooting himself in the head that didn't happen. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's crazy. I got some uh, some what ifs on the cast. Uh, we got Matthew McConaughey. He was almost Jack. McConaughey. Yeah, McConaughey. Yeah, yeah. Um, Thing I love about Ma- Aspergs. Yeah, yeah. I stay on the <laughs> ship. They stay the same size, except except underneath. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Madonna for Rose. Imagine that McConaughey Madonna. and fucking br- a Madonna. That, like that. How old was yeah. Madonna in ninety seven? Or ninety six, uh, seventy two, I think. Um, Jesus, my fucking my fucking Donna. The for, on the first, so the 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 nudie booby scene is was the first scene they filmed, and Kate Winslet was obviously quite nervous. And on the first day, she's getting her makeup done, and she's in a gown with nothing on underneath it because obviously she's naked in the scene. And Jack or Leo was coming in to the makeup place to get his hair done or something. And at that point, she was like adjusting her robe and it kind of slipped. And the first day they met on set, they, like he, she flashed him. And then uh, he went, oh, shit. And she was like, OK, well, we've got that over with now. It's not going to be weird on set. So that was like their first time on set together. Was she her. seems just like a class person, doesn't I, she? I think Kate, Kate was yeah. is top of the pops. Yeah, like uh, all, by all reports, she's a bit of a legend. Yeah, unbelievable. There, there was uh, the door that she was um, left floating on at the end. Yes. that's a real thing it's a real it's actually an architrave of a door with a bit of a door attached to it and that's on display in Nova Scotia today on this, in a museum and I'm actually going the well, I don't door know going from yet, the I, movie or the door from the actual Titanic the, the actual door from the Titanic which is referenced in the movie so the I, door that yeah. they didn't float on because they're not real people but the door is not, but the, 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 the thing that she floated on yeah. was, it, it's referenced to a real thing okay. that was found in the water um, oh, and that's yeah. on display in Nova Scotia. And I'm I might be in Nova Scotia over over the summer. Um, oh, so true. from there, I'll send you guys a bonus photo. bonus pod interview. Bonus door bonus yeah. pod content. I'm going to interview the architrave of the door. Um, and of course, MythBusters. There was an episode of MythBusters that uh, explored whether or not they could have shared that door. Oh yeah, and yeah. they could totally have. And really? even if they couldn't, they could have. I don't know. Alternated for a while. Yeah, they could have, it was very selfish of her the way she kind of hugged the, yeah. the door at the end. Like it didn't make any fucking sense. Yeah, we we talked about the sketch and like how James Cameron made the sketch. That wasn't mm. his only cameo. There's a scene in the boiler room where he's in the background checking one of the systems. You know, he's dressed as a second mate or something. Oh down, yeah. Down in, and that boiler room was only a, a small enough set, and they put shitloads of mirrors down the back to make it look like a really really long room. Yeah. Um, yeah, that was, was that was pretty... fucking terrifying. That that room. Can you imagine? And they're running through it like bowels. frolicking through, like yeah. you know, like Jack and Rose running through, like they're running through tulips or something, like you know. And they're <laughs> yeah. like, how did they get down there? 
And when and when they're going like really really fast and those pistons are moving like super super fast, it looked like fucking yeah. terrifying. I'd lose my fucking <laughs> mind if I was yeah <laughs> working in there. Oh, the, the the original the original score pre Horner pre Horner getting involved. Guess who was um, contracted to write it and actually provided some content for the movie? Prince. No wait, uh, <laughs> Paul McCartney. I'll give you a clue. They yeah. live in Hoth. Enya. Mm. Enya? Enya. Williams? Yeah, Enya. Enya. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Which would have been perfect. Like, it would have been good. Have... Yeah. Yeah. Oh. She would have yeah. done a good job. Sail away. Sail away. Sail away. <laughs> I'm uh, yeah. a bull you can. You can sink me. You're a nice park. Fuck <laughs> Out of here. Yeah. I'm the unsinkable ship. Oh, shit. <laughs> I have sunk. <laughs> But the last bit I have, there's loads, but I'll keep, I'll whittle it down. The last bit I have is the final scene at the clock when they have a little schmooch when she dies. Yeah, the clock is frozen at two twenty a.m., which is the moment the Titanic sank. Cool, nice, yeah, nice little Easter egg there. Um, but yeah, any other trivia points that you guys came across when we're watching this from your notes? So one of my favorite scenes um, was. Well, not that it will. Yeah. Well, I liked it for the fact that it shows community strength. No. So when when your man has locked uh, the people who are in and they all forced their way out. Yes, the, he's locked them yeah. down in yeah. the the in the lower decks. Yeah. And uh, yeah, they they get the bench and they force their way out because I remember. I, like I just love your man coming out and get, and hitting your man a dig, yeah. But I re, I remember our friend Kevin McGahern telling me, um, <laughs> a story about some relations of him of his surviving the Titanic, mm. and it was kind of a similar <laughs> a similar story to that. And I might play it for you here because he he sent me a voice note back when I when I asked him the question. Here we go. Okay, go for it. I had two great, great aunties, I think, who were on the um, Titanic, uh, the Murphy sisters. Um, And one of them wanted to get married to a Protestant man, and neither of the families approved. So they decided to elope in uh, America. And the other sister said she'd go with her. So uh, this is the long version of the story. So in the middle of the night, uh, a guy that they knew arrived at the house, a horse and cart, and he had put uh, he put cloth around the wheels of the of the cart so that it wouldn't make much noise. Although I don't know how they I don't know how they stopped the horses from clopping and making noise. But anyway, cloth around their feet. <laughs> they got on the Titanic. Uh, didn't go well. Um, they were in the obviously the lower class, and she said, "Do you remember the bit in the Titanic where they just locked the gates and they stopped letting the poor Italians and the Irish up?" Uh, that was true. There was a woman in the water, and they were like, "Oh my God, come here, come here, get into our boat, get into our boat." She's in awful distress, and the guy man in the boat was like, "No, no more. We're not letting any more. It's going to sink if you let on any more." And they were like, "Fuck you, man!" 
So they lifted the woman up and it turned out it was a lad dressed up as a woman. And not only that, it was a lad from, like, Gauna. He was a relation of Seamus McIntyre's. Hey, folks. Um, so they kind of knew him a bit, you know. These women are from Longford, by the way. Yeah. Um, so they kind of knew of him. And did you, I, was, I remember asking my granny and I was like, were they not really mad that, you know, it, they thought it was a woman turned out to be a man? And my granny was like, no, 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 he was great crack. <laughs> he just had a real laugh. And uh, they headed off, lived in New York for the rest of their lives. I don't think they ever got in a boat ever again. <laughs> and they never got in a boat ever again. That's like that's like a sound version of Billy Zane's character. Yeah. Uh, well, he did dress as a woman, but he pretended the it's like I have a child. Yeah, and, uh, he just like yeah. grabs a child, cosplaying yeah. as a father. Guys, let's turn around and rub shoulders and let's talk about the uh, one star movie review. I just did a segue that made no sense, but here we are. We're in the one star movie review vault. We tip a toe through the IMDb movie community to see what's going on with those folks before we make a decision as whether to put this movie in the vault or not. And Looking at the one-star reviews, there's a lot of one-star reviews for Titanic here, yeah. but I'll, I'll whittle it down to one or two. I got this guy here, Leon Louis Ritchie, uh, June 2012, so what's that, about 10 years ago? Um, you know, Wait. what's that? Yeah, 10 years, yeah, checks out. Yeah. <laughs> Can we get the fact check on that, Ed? Yeah. Is that right? 10 yeah. years, just, I just Googled 10 it. years. So Leon, Leon Louis Ritchie oh, is saying... Utter failure of a film. That's the that's the tagline to his review. <laughs> Utter failure. not, dude. It's fucking, yeah. It was the biggest yeah. movie of all time. Biggest movie of all time With at his point Oscars. in history. Yeah, yeah okay. two billion profit in the black for two billion and 11 <laughs> Oscars. The only movie, like, like Lord of the Rings hadn't been come out yet, so what? Ben-Hur ben and Titanic. There you go. Utter failure of a movie. And then he goes, there are only, and then he has a quote from the movie to kick off his, his review. There are only lifeboats for half the people, the better half. Okay. And then he goes, the segregation, oppression, and unenlightened separation of the privileged few from the unkempt, unwashed masses is the dramatic thread that seems to be the soul of this bloated, overwritten, orally deficient melodrama. It is completely counterpointed by the very last scene, the antithesis of the socially conscious concern of the filmmakers. This guy's got a bit of a fucking highfalutin tongue, but no, no, no texture to what he's actually saying. It is morally reprehensible, irresponsible, incomprehensible, and downright selfish. One wonders how many underprivileged children with empty bellies and deplorable living conditions could have been saved by that mega-million-dollar necklace. All for a cheap, sentimental tug. I actually don't know now. I do not know what he's talking about anymore. And you got, and Ro- Rose, Rose throwing the heart of the ocean into the ocean at the end. Yeah. I thought that that, that necklace, like, I, I mean, I'm not a diamond girl. Yeah. But it, uh, I thought it looked when she when you finally get a good glimpse of it at the end, she's she's fecking it into the sea. Yeah, I thought it looked really cheap. It looked Tacky. it looked like a toy to me. Yeah, yeah. I think that's sometimes the thing, that big w- diamonds can look like yeah, kind of cheap d- toys. Because I thought yeah. obviously I thought that was just a prop, and it was a prop, but it was like a yeah. real actual. Those were real, like that was a really expensive, a pricey prop, mi- million dollar. Is that where one of the millions went? Yeah, I mean they didn't buy it; they just like, kind of hired it. But right. did he really fuck it into the ocean at the this end? This belongs in a museum. Yeah, <laughs> I think it was like fucked into a a, a controlled tank t- 
tank environment outside Mexico. Uh, exactly. Mexico What's this the, guy the, fucking the, giving it out? Speaking of but, Mexico, but like, he's he's complaining about a fucking yeah. fake person with a fake thing dropping it into the ocean, yeah. which was real. Exactly. Yeah. And then he actually he's still talking. I, I'm going to skip a paragraph or two, but then he just finishes with saying some interesting special effects, attractive people, and unintentional humor are not enough to redeem this unforgivable utter failure of a film that can only be subjugated to the lower decks of American cinema. Uh. <laughs> so. Yeah, there you go. Uh, right. 13 out of 40 found this helpful. So there you go. Jesus. There's 13. A baker's dozen of fucking gobshites found that review helpful. I've got a guy. I'll do a bit of this guy. Uh, Digital Beach Bum, uh, April 2021. So quite a timely review. Only a year, year and a month, Ed, I think. Wait, um, wait, hang on oh, a second. Yeah. Yeah, checks do, out. Do, 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 do. <laughs> do that on paper. Yeah, I've gotten yeah. 20. I'll tell you how I got there. Okay. 10 <laughs> plus 10, and then I got stuck. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So his tagline for the review is, yawn. Um, and then he starts with, okay, full stop. So take a breath, guys. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to unleash some hell on this movie. Okay. Normally, I would give this movie a 7 out of 10. But there are so many people who give this a high rating just because they're an idiot who focuses on one actor or one scene and claims this movie deserves 10 out of 10 or even 9 out of 10. No, it doesn't. It's not perfect. It has bugs, flaws, mistakes and other issues. 8 out of 10 max. But I'd prefer 7 out of 10. However, I can't give 7 out of 10 because of all the schoolgirl mentality involved in the ratings of this movie. Am I being childish? Maybe, but because of all those reasons, I'm giving this movie one out of ten. So if you're interested, yes, then by all means watch this movie. But when you review it, don't go all Leo on it and give it ten out of ten because your panties are wet. One out of ten. Oh, my God. That sounds sounds like someone who women have avoided for a long time. And with good cause. (laughs) Yeah, a good cause. Yeah, he's the kind of guy that you're not going to meet in a traditional setting. Um, you're always going to meet him in an alley or uh, somewhere. Um, yeah, yeah, the kind of yeah. guy who the movie Joker really, you know, touches <laughs> on a deep emotional <laughs> level. Yeah, because he's yeah. a sad, he's a sad man. So, guys, now that we've uh, now that we've walked through that IMDb little uh, little stockpile of one stars. Let's make a decision. What's what's happened? Are we going to put this movie into the vault or not? Um, look, I'll I'll kick off the conversation. Look, I when I watched the movie, like about two weeks ago when we watched it because we were meant to record this, and then I got COVID and then other shit happened. But when I watched it, I do remember, yeah, like kind of enjoying even the preamble. Like even though I was giving out a bit about the kind of the the present day kind of like kick off into, and then it trickles into the backstory, uh, the actual story. I didn't mind it, and then I didn't mind the build-up, and then, as I said, like, the dinner scene and the party scene was was actually, I really enjoyed that. But then once the iceberg hit, I, got, I just got really bored, and then all the CGI started happening, and all the stunt extras and doubles, and it just became a kind of an action-adventure movie then. And the end, of, the end of it, even though I said, kind of tugged at these little old heartstrings of mine, not enough to save it, and I actually would not put the movie in the vault. I, I Like, it was... What? No, wouldn't put it I in. I had because, a feeling you were going to not put it in when you started yeah. there, but I was kind of like, I'm kind of surprised. I don't know. I thought, wow. Because it's like, like, what I, there's a couple of He's questions. He's going to put here. fucking Avatar in there. <laughs> <laughs> like, 
would I and ever like, turn two, three, four, five? Well, you have to ask yourself the question: Are you gonna? Are you gonna, like? How often are you gonna watch this movie? Um, like is like when I saw it the first time, like I I like I bought it on video. I watched it again as a kid. Watched it a couple of times, but like. Like like I was having this conversation with somebody that I work with, and I was talking about Titanic, and I was like, "I oh, you just wouldn't rewatch it." And they're like, "Yeah, but it's so long. You don't rewatch long movies." I'm like, "No, hang on a minute. You do like I watch Lord of the Rings <laughs> nearly every year. I watch the whole fucking trilogy nearly like almost every, like definitely every eighteen months. I watch the trilogy. Same, yeah. But like just and look, I'm using Lord of the Rings as a comparison comparison because they're both they're long movies and they both won eleven Oscars. You know, yeah." They returned the king and Titanic, so I'm comparing them. And Lord of the Rings, we haven't done it yet, but like 100, that fucking goes into the vault all day long. Titanic, I don't, I like, I, I just don't put it down as a classic movie. It doesn't, it doesn't stand up against all the other things that we put into the vault. It's a lot of bloat in it, and um, it's got some nice moments. Like think about Jack and Rose or Kate and, and Leo. It's the biggest, one of the biggest movies they've ever worked on. But it probably wouldn't be in either of their top five movies, as actual like critical like mm. you know, good decent movies with good performances, good writing, good storyline. Yeah, it's not in Le- <clears throat> it's not in Leo's top. I fucking... think it would. It, it for them it would be because it was for, for their obituary the film that launched. You know. Yeah, I just think it's funny. It, it's their the careers. biggest movie of all, one of the biggest movies of all time, and for a lot of actors that was will be in a movie that size. It would be like the apex or the or the or the the ultimate for their career, but for them it was just a launchpad. It just set them onto this other trajectory that was, you know, like, yeah. like Lord of the Rings again. Like all the guys in Lord of the Rings, like it's probably the peak of their powers. Like it, it, where it, they, it set Leo and Kate up to do much better work in other yeah. movies throughout their career, but they wouldn't have the career if it wasn't for Titanic. Yeah. But exactly, I kind of I don't know. <clears throat> I'm a little bit shocked, but <laughs> I'm I I too am shocked. But what, well, and... Andrea, what do you think? Are you what's your what's your feelings? I think it would be a slap in the face of the victims and survivors <laughs> of the Titanic, and and also all the crew and everyone who worked in this this disaster film. <clears throat> Um, yeah. <laughs> I, I'm insulted that this was an Irish boat built by big Irish hands. <laughs> that was like I, um, I, I, I loved, I loved um, watching it again. I did get all teary eyed at the end, and um, it's it's in, it's in the vault for me. It's in there. It's it's in the vault. It's in the the safe. With the picture of her ditties and the locket, <laughs> and then that safe is also in the vault. Well, well along with the film, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it's I, it's a yes for me. I don't know. I'm kind of I'm kind of torn because I kind of you're torn. Why were you shocked about me then? You're, if you're torn, well, because I hadn't really thought about it. Because when you you were gearing up. And I was like, Trev's going to say no. He's not going to put it in the vault. Mm. And it was kind of like a little bit put out. But then your argument was reasonably sound because I can't remember the last time that I watched this movie. And I don't know, unless we were doing this podcast, I don't know when the next yeah. time I watched this movie would be. 
but at the same time it is such a cultural yes. uh, milestone of a movie yes. for, for so for so many reasons you know um yes and it's kind of i don't know it's like a for me it's a perfect marriage of old school new school kind of filmmaking yeah um and it's got a lot yeah boy howdy has it got a lot of flaws but i don't think even though again yeah trev cuz obviously i've got a small child yeah uh, and a full life of uh many activities both uh, fun and serious i watched this over the course of three nights in chunks yeah but i found it it's not it doesn't drag it's paced very well when people complain about the length of something it's like something only feels long if it's bad you know and titanic i don't think feels long at all in fact i think it's really well paced and one of the things that struck me was how perfectly because it's something that a lot of movies fall down on how perfectly it cuts back to the present day yeah yeah um to keep that kind of story moving and like mm. and I think one of the best cuts is genuinely when it cuts back to her t- talking. I mean, I don't know how much detail she goes into, uh, but them uh, fucking in the car. But it cuts back. <clears throat> oh yeah, and she's like, and it's it kind was of funny, the, yeah. It was the most erotic moment of my life, and everyone's like, hang. It cuts to everyone watching her, yeah. and they're all just like mesmerized and hanging on her every word, kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. that that was yeah. a, that was a great little cut. Um, and there are some like there was one thing that never struck me before was, you know, he, Bill Paxton's looking for the heart of the ocean. He wants to find the heart of the ocean. It's his whole thing. And then he's like, you know, for years uh, I th- thought about Titanic, but I never, I never thought, you know, I never let it in, you know, the kind of reality of it. And that is something that yeah. hit me this time round when mm-hmm. all when all those stuntmen and digital stuntmen were being killed. And screaming the Wilhelm scream and bonking off of propellers and stuff, which I found fun as a twenty-year-old, and maybe because I'm hitting middle age now and I'm cl- closer to death, but death doesn't seem that funny to me anymore. Um, and the tragedy of the Titanic hit me, and I was like, "Fuck me, this was this was fucking awful." And yeah. Cara actually said that because I was watching it, and she was like, "Oh God, no, I couldn't watch that. It's just it's fucking depressing. So many people dying." Yeah, um, and yeah. I was like, "Yeah, you're right." I never really thought about it. But here's the <laughs> thing: she gives so much detail to the point where she's probably talking them through. You know, first it was missionary, then reverse cowgirl, then a bit of spanking. <laughs> uh, then I then I wanted to wipe the sweat the sweat off the window. Um, so Jack did me from behind. Yeah. You know, there's all this kind of stuff. So she must have gone into detail about the fact that the heart of the ocean was in the jacket her jacket pocket yeah of the jacket yeah. she was wearing she's skimming past a few yeah because like she's telling the story and the she's story telling, shows yeah. you that she finds the, the necklace exactly so, so <laughs> even if, even if she didn't mention that that she got the coat back or he put the he put it in um billy zane put it in the coat and then gave her the coat yeah. you know bill paxton would have been I put it in the coat and i put the coat on her bill pa- yeah bill paxton would have been like <laughs> well hang on a second rose now you left yeah. out a little detail there where is the yeah, thing yeah yeah, and then but, I d- and I didn't realize I never got it until now. I never let it in until this viewing, when she drops the heart of the ocean into the ocean, 
it's because that's where because they're at where the Titanic sank. Yeah, yeah. So she's <clears throat> dropping it down to be to Jack. with Jack because Jack's yeah. underneath her. I never yeah. realized that. I was like, oh, yeah. I didn't either. I just assumed it was like, you know, I'm going to bury I think this. She should have jumped in. My memories, like in at the Titanic, but I didn't. Think, I didn't think, <laughs> think Jack though. Jumped I think that's the first out, heart of the ocean, Jack. Yeah. yeah okay. But just just before you make your decision, Ed, I, just to kind of follow yeah. up on one of the points I made. Yeah. Like I, I'm not even doing this in any kind of particular order. I just Google uh, DiCaprio's filmography, right? And like, it, like just as, I'm scanning through it here, right? The last couple of years, Don't Look Up, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, The Revenant, Wolf of Wall Street, Django, uh, Inception, Shutter Island, Revolutionary Road, The Departed, Aviator, Catch Me If You Can, Gangs of New York. All of those movies are better than Titanic. Maybe except for Blood Diamond. Yeah, but he wouldn't maybe, be in those movies if it wasn't for Titanic. Maybe except The Revenant. Uh, yeah, The Revenue. But, but like, I'd, I'd probably rewatch The Revenant before I'd watch Titanic again, just for the Inneratu kind of long shots mm. and all that kind of... But I, I, I take think I'd probably, I think I'd probably I'm going to rewatch Titanic right now tonight because I've rented it from YouTube <coughs> for 48 hours. Oh, right, okay. I don't want to get my money's worth. Yeah, mm. like a lot of those movies are good, but they don't... You know, like, he has made a lot of good movies since then. But I mean, Re- Revolutionary Road, I've never seen. But I think just oh. and I, look, I, I I took a lot of flack from uh, a few people, most notably Kevin McGarren, for not putting uh, Muppets Christmas Carol in the vault, which I think I corrected in our catch up pod. Has that been released yet? No. Um, so I don't, like I don't know. I'm kind of to be honest. I think I'm I'm on the fence. In the sense that I don't think I will rewatch Titanic for a long time, but I think it is, and this is my kind of. It's almost like I'm a fucking film historian. It's culturally significant, yeah. <laughs> um, and it is like Leo and Kate, and they're young and sexy, and full of charisma. Get him in there, and it's just I don't know. I I, I don't think it's a boring movie. Uh, it's long. It's not to everyone's taste, but I do think I think it's good. I don't. I think Cameron is incapable of making something that's truly a hundred percent shit. You know, there is stuff like this and Avatar. I think would be his two weakest movies for me. Um, but having said that, there's something enjoyable about them. They're not yeah boring and they don't drag for the most part. Yeah, I don't know. I think well, you're not sending you're not sending like the golden disc into space, and you have to put like a, a bit of all of culture onto it. Yeah, that's not the you know the vault isn't the a mirror of the lexicon. Yeah, it's, see, uh, see, I think I'm just more confused about what the vault is. Uh, yeah, what its purpose is, what, what its meaning is. <laughs> Is it like the best? What is this our third season? Is it the best? Yeah, I, I'm, I'm, <laughs> but it, is it the best example? Because it's not. I can smell blood, Dre. This is what I'm doing. I'm trying to pull him into my corner. It's not his. It's not his <laughs> best movie. It's not. Um, but I think I, th- there's nothing really like it, though. That's that's my thing. I don't think there's been anything exactly. It's built by big, strong Irish. Th- they've tried. Mm. They've tried to make, you know, like uh, Pearl Harbor, famously was a very blatant attempt to let's make another Titanic, to have a disaster with a love story with sexy young people. And that's fucking terrible. 
I yeah. would never watch that, but I think I would definitely watch Titanic again. Yeah, I think I'm going to have to put it in the vault. I don't think it can. Yes. I think it has to go in. Uh, score one for the good guys. Yeah. Score one for the good guys. I don't know. Now, maybe I might, I think, I, I might be convinced otherwise when we have our our, our new catch-up. We have, we have to... catch-up. Yeah, we have to we have to do like a rejigged uh table of <laughs> what's got what's yeah. out and what's in. Once again, Ed and Dre have won their battle of words with me and I've had to yeah. frictionally Hooray. frictionally heave it into the vault with friction. Uh but look, it's a democracy. With your big Irish hands. <laughs> yeah, me and Ed me and Ed are, have a bench and we're bashing our way into the vault. <laughs> and yeah. you're the flipping you're the the attendant. <laughs> just trying to keep the standard up, guys. That's all I'm trying to do. Trying to, I'm trying, trying to, to lock just, us out. Trying to keep the standard up there, you know, I, like <laughs> just because just because the academy gets this fucking eleven statues, statuettes, <laughs> statuettes, whatever the fuck they call them. Um, doesn't mean doesn't mean it gets in my vault, baby. <laughs> Look, maybe James Cameron's most liquid film, Titanic, in the vault. With a bit of an appeal from me. I'm going to bring it to the high court, but fuck it. It's in for now. <laughs> Guys, it's been a pleasure. Titanic. What more can we say? That's it. Talk to you Until later. Until next time. See you next time. I'm the king <laughs> of the pod. I'm the king of the thing. <laughs> king of the thing. Uh, king of the thing. That's it. That's the opening episode of our season three of the City Stream Club. Thank you so much for listening. Titanic is in the vault. Is it worthy of being in the vault? Let us know. Get in touch with us on Twitter or Instagram at the Stream Club. Are you on the side of myself and Ed, the right side of history? Or are you a titanic trader like Trevor? Let us know. Get in touch. We love to hear from you, our fellow Streamers. We're all in the club. We're all in the club. We just do the talking. You do the listening. Uh, be sure to give us a like and a follow. If you enjoy the podcast... Share it with your friends, you know, write a review wherever you listen to your podcast. These little things do help us grow the show and we really appreciate it. Until next time, bye. This show is part of the Headstuff Podcast Network. As an Alliant Energy representative, I really enjoy helping businesses save. Today, I visited a business that asked for a free energy audit. After walking through their facility, I let the customers know how much money and energy they could be saving. Plus, I gave them an action plan detailing how to improve their energy efficiency. I showed them how they could save even more with rebates from Alliant Energy on equipment upgrades. If you are interested in saving energy and money, schedule a free energy audit at AlliantEnergy.com slash energy audit. Being a parent can be really challenging. Child and Family Resource Network focuses on connecting pregnant parents and those with kids under the age of five with free support services to help them on their parenting journey. Everyone deserves someone they can turn to for help with parenting. Visit childandfamilyresourcenetwork.org today.